Well, hello, beautiful soul fam. Welcome to another episode of Awakening 101. We're so happy you're here. We're so happy you found us. If you have, you're probably somewhere on a spiritual awakening journey, which is wild and fabulous. And I'm so happy that you are here and allowing us to share some nuggets of wisdom and support you on your journey. Today, uh, whether you're on video or audio, we have the wonderful privilege of hosting a beautiful and amazing Paige Tripp. She is the founder of Me Journeys, which is this really freaking cool program. Paige and I were both in Amanda Merritt's uh, coaching certification for this whole last year, and it was so transformative. And Paige was like the most improved in the entire group. Like, and I say that with the utmost admiration and respect, like to see your incredible transformation into like the confident radiant being that I see before me is just so remarkable. And I am just so honored to be your friend and your soul sister for life and to um, support you and, and or support each other. And I'm so, so grateful to know you. And okay, but I want to say more because <laughs> hey, so you need to know more about Paige because Paige is um, such an angel of a human. She is a mother of three amazing children. Four. four, excuse me, four <laughs> amazing children. She does not look at you are on video. You're like, uh, no, that's not yeah, possible. You are stunning. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm so like, sweet. Who are those Aww. beautiful humans? <laughs> Four children. Four humans. You're so yeah. sweet. Thank you. <laughs> and she does it with, with ease and she like, you know, through behavior challenges and her own healing and awakening, she has um, turned around and been so um, incredibly gifted in helping mothers and and parents and and people do the same especially like finding those moments like she has some amazing reels where it's just like she's doing breath work in the bathroom while her kids are having a tantrum (laughs) that kind of thing i call it my office (laughs) yes exactly like like finding and creating that space for yourself like navigating not only trauma but like big emotions for yourself for your children being able to regulate and um go through this like you know, ascension process in the midst of, of life, in the midst of the chaos of life, um, is just a really freaking beautiful gift. And you are a gift to this world. We're so happy to have you. And thank you. You guys are so amazing yourselves. And I'm so, I was so excited. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel like a kid on Christmas. Like (laughs) (laughs) celebrity. Yes. So that's a little summary of Paige, but I, uh, Paige, I want to introduce you to Annie, my soul sister, who is um, incredible. A couple years, oh gosh, was it a couple years ago? I don't even know. Yeah, when did we meet? I don't know. I've I've, I've known you in a past life, like I eternal past lives, yeah. forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. But anyway, some time ago we met, and uh, I we just like were instant like soul sisters and our journeys, like our stories had so much overlap. And I, um, on the like very first day that we hung out, I was like, yeah, I've been meaning like, you know, I've been feeling on my heart, this calling to start a podcast. And she's like, oh my gosh, me too. And I was like, do you want to start a podcast? (laughs) The very first day we ever hung out. And so here we are, we're on like episode 20 something. And I'm so excited. And it's just like, 
such an honor and a freaking beautiful thing to be able to hear people's spiritual awakening stories and to like debunk and demystify spirituality for people and allow people to just like share what's on their hearts and have this little like coffee fireside chat moment where we just flow with with god with spirit and each other and share what's on our hearts and what needs to come up and we always set the intention that this what what we say is for the highest benefit for our listeners the highest timeline and that our higher selves speak through us um, so that you know this is a channel guided session for people and they get the healing and get the nuggets of wisdom that they need to hear today yes i love it (laughs) yeah amen (laughs) (laughs) all right um that being said Paige, yeah like it you know this is just going to be a free flow conversation so no pressure whatever but whatsoever but we just want to you know hear your story and like the bits and pieces that feel you feel like you want to share today yeah I love it um so it's it's been it's been taking some twists and turns the past few months actually so it's been pretty exciting but um everything started around like really big shifts for me in like 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, I had lots of like a few people in my family pass away and then my parents were getting divorced and it was kind of like my marriage was, I'm sorry, my dishwasher's going off. Um, (laughs) Multitasking here. Mm -hmm. Um, Story of my life. Uh Uh, (laughs) We, um, yeah, so my marriage, we've been together since I was 18 and we were, were just like in this rut and we were disconnected and everything was just kind of being shaken from underneath me. My whole life I spent trying to be who my family had instilled in me. They were like, we were all about family, family first before everything else. So I just put all my eggs in the family basket. And when that was being shaken up and my entire family like literally fell apart, we have like very little bit of family around us right now. And that was like so earth shattering for me. It was like, well, who am I now? I'm nobody. And I gave all of my time and attention to these other people, but I never actually took the time to learn about me. And so I just went wild and I just explored every avenue. And at first it started with me doing yoga because I had put on 30 pounds because I had depression and I was taking antidepressants and I just was miserable in my body. And I had never, I mean, I was always curvier when I was younger, but I never had lots of weight and I just felt terrible. And so I went into yoga with the idea that I was going to get skinny and fit and be able to do handstands. Like that's what I thought. Right. And <laughs> that didn't happen at first, but my, I noticed something else was switching on and I was very curious and I'm an educator. And so I was like, well, now I need to know why my mind is starting to feel more calm. Like what is happening? So I just deep dived into that and I started um, getting introduced to new ideas like psychic readers and energy work. And I was always, I grew up Catholic. So they had told me like, this is against our religion. Don't you dare. Like, this is horrible. You're a terrible person if you believe these things. And I was like, what? So I was like, okay, well, everything I knew was falling apart. So I might as well try something different. And I was so amazed at what was coming up for me. And as I've journeyed through this world of spirituality, I've realized that I've always actually had 
a deep knowing and intuition and even an ability to read people's energy that I am actually exploring more because I'm now Reiki certified. And I've been reading people's, like doing Reiki for some people. And I'm like, almost shocked at what's coming in. Cause I'm like, am I making this up or is this really occurring in me? And I've always been, I've always could tell when people were off putting and like Mm -hmm. something wasn't right, but I didn't trust that because I was told I was being too sensitive. Um, and so it just kind of, as the years went by, I was realizing that I had to just find me and take care of me. And that was really difficult. Um, and from all the avenues I've tried therapy, medicine, energy healing, whatever, coaching, literally everything, I found one common theme that was blocking me in everything I tried manifestation. I couldn't, I couldn't overcome this like wall. And it was because I wasn't in tune or aware of my nervous system. And I didn't even Mm. know what a nervous system was other than if something bad happens, I'm going to go into fight or flight. Yeah. And so I just associated my nervous system with bad things happening and Ooh. it took me into this world of neural fitness where you actually learn how your energy is actually working. And it's not like energetics per se. It's literally your body's nervous system. Right. <laughs> it's what, how we take in 80% of the information that we encounter in a day is taken in through our nervous system, through what we feel, touch, hear, all of that. And so as I started to research that I saw bigger shifts like even with my kids this is like the perfect example that I like to tell people is I'd enter into a room and immediately I'd feel someone's frustration and I would go into this like I got to fix it mode and my body would start to have all these things but it was actually increasing my kids bad behavior Mm. because they were reading my energy because they're all sensitive as well and the moment I learned how to just calm myself I could calm the situation 10 times faster. It was hour long tantrums with my oldest to now up to 15 minutes. And then we're on to the next thing. And it's great. Um, And it all starts from just my nervous system. And I've been able to manifest things when I'm in a calmer state, but I can't do those things if I'm not in my body, if I'm not aware of what's happening inside Mm. of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that has been like the biggest part of my journey that I realized that you know, at first I wanted to teach yoga and then I wanted to teach, um, manifesting, but then I was like, I don't actually know how to do that because I can't pull anything <laughs> in my field. Cause I'm so scared of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just realized that it has to be all encompassing right. and not just one avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like step one, like step yeah. one, we need to be aware of our, our emotions and our body mm-hmm. and, and how it's being like regulated. Oh, I love your story. I love how you just told that. It was just really like beautiful. And you just like connected all of the, all of the dots so well. And it like, yeah, it makes so much sense. You know, our world is so wide. I used to be a teacher and looking back to and like watching my kids, like we send our kids to a public school, but I internally want to homeschool, but I know that they struggle with the social aspect. So that's really why I send them to public school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No offense teachers, Mm -hmm. but, um, I just keep seeing like our world is constantly showing people like everything outside of you is success. But when you just take all of that away, because no, no job is safe 
Mm-hmm. No life decision is safe. Ah. And if you're not safe in your body, you're never going to feel safe, regardless yes. of how much money you have or success or anything. Yes. And I've just been, you know, more validation okay. through the years of watching all of these successful celebrities and people of, who are in these powerful roles when it comes to money and in in exposure to the world. And they're killing themselves, whether it's through drug overdoses or suicide, it doesn't matter how much we have. Right. At the end of the day, if you're not happy, you're never going to feel happy. If you're Mm. not safe in your body, you're never going to feel safe and you're not going to pull anything in other than that. Oh girl. Yes. Like, Oh, there's something so big right here. Okay. (laughs) So, um, like (laughs) buzzing. Okay. So, um, I want to, I really want to unpack that a lot more. Um, all right um so i i'm like seeing this picture of like your world collapsing like that's where you kind of started the story is like my world was falling apart everything that i wrapped up my identity in was falling away and like which is terrifying right it's terrifying for our egos it's terrifying for our bodies when we lose what our identity and what our safety is founded upon and that's like what we had like rooted ourselves around in that place it's it's like i wrote down like you had nothing to lose like you had nothing to lose because you were already losing everything so like therefore you were so brave and being able to be like no thank you like catholicism like i'm gonna try something new your system is not working for me i'm gonna i need to go outside of this and be willing to like forsake everything that I knew and held dear my entire life because it's not working. And if I don't do something, something really bad's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and completely. like that, I just like see brave, like that is so freaking brave, like the spiritual awakening stuff and journey yeah. and what you've done, like it is not for the faint of heart. And like some of my favorite, like the uh, favorite things that I've ever heard, like, channeled and from source in the universe is like signing up for these lives like signing up for earth school is so freaking radical and so freaking brave it's like you know like we've heard of like star seeds like our souls coming from other places and they say like when you choose to sign up for earth people are like are you sure (laughs) like are you sure you want to go to earth (laughs) exactly so many times i was like but why like why am i here like this is so not enjoyable like what is happening and it was exactly what we said just like tied up our lives and other things yeah yeah and and they're bringing me back to like safe in your body like how how did you get from I mean of course like I know how much work you did but like how what's something practical for somebody who's feeling really unsafe in their body like for example I just met this beautiful soul um this past weekend at a at our music festival who has gone through a lot of trauma like she hasn't shared with me specifically what it was but like shuddered at the at just mentioning how much trauma she had just recently gone through and has this like pattern of having things stolen from her, her car breaking got broken into multiple, multiple times, her, her catalytic converter got stolen four times, like her, you know, house broken into, like all of these things. And like what kept coming to me is like being unsafe in the body, like being unsafe, mm-hmm. um, this big unsafety. And so um, 
like I, I, I want to help her so much. Yeah. And it's like, how, where do we start? Yeah. that's a great question. Cause honestly, that's how I felt my whole life growing up. I was always terrified of every situation I would enter into. And I just felt like I was out of my body. Like I couldn't stand still. I couldn't, it was just out of my body. And honestly, just the, it's called, so I'm doing a program. I'm actually being certified right now. Um, it's called NeuroFitness, and there's an app you can actually purchase. So if anybody wanted to do that now, you can, it's, it's called NeuroFit and you check in daily. They check, check your like heart rate. Um, and so every morning and every night I do it three times a day because I feel like midday, I'm already so overstimulated that if I don't, by the end of the night, I'm like off the handles. Um, and so you literally just take your thumb and you put it on your phone camera. It checks your heart rate. Dude, and then, yeah. So and cool. then you just go and you, you click, they ask you a question like, how are you feeling today? And like you have, so there's actually six components of our nervous system, um, playful, vagal, um, ventral vagal stillness, dorsal vagal, overwhelm, and, um, sympathetic. And so many people just hear fight, fight, or fleas, but there's flea, there's more components to that. And there's three different types of energy mode. So some people are very high energy where they're quick to lose their mind and they're quick to then also go into shutdown mode. Um, they kind of go either way really quickly and very fast. Um, where is that there, then there's low energy where they're just like slower to like, when something happens, they kind of just like shut down. They get in that, like, I need more motivation. And then there's the balanced energy where they're kind of, they can go either way at sometimes they're lower energy, sometimes they're higher, but they have more of a quicker bounce back where they can, if they have the tools, they can quickly get back into alignment. Um, and it's funny because as I'm doing this, I noticed that I fluctuate at first. I thought it was high energy, but I'm realizing that I'm actually, I go back and forth between bad, like I can quickly pull myself out of high energy, but then I kind of, I'm still in the process of actually learning even deeper what I actually am. Um, and so, so cool. it's, then they ask you questions about like, okay, what do you, which one are you feeling right now? And then they ask you it for money and finances. They ask you for relationships, career, your purpose. Like you answer like six to seven questions about, and then you check where you're feeling. Um, and they give you like little word descriptions and then you go into like, okay, like, what are you feeling right now? And then you do some balancing exercises. So it can take up, depending on how deep your trauma is, it can take anywhere from like three to 15 minutes to just start feeling safe in your body. And each exercise you should do at least three minutes. So there's an exercise where it's like body tapping and when you're feeling out of your body and you can just go like this, or you can use a fist, but it should never hurt. And then you can do, some people need lighter touch. Some people need more. Um, one, I actually used it. I teach yoga to kids after school. And so mm. there's lots of kids who come and they are like very high ADHD, very like can't sit still. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to challenge you. We're going to do this for three minutes. And if in three minutes you still need to, you're just like, I can't sit still, then we'll just kind of play games and we'll, you know, just get that energy out even more. But what I'm realizing at first, it was like, okay, they need energy. So I'm going to play more, more games. And I was realizing like, this is not calming them down. And I noticed it with my own kids as well. And what I've learned from this program is that you actually have to counteract your nervous system. So if your nervous system is overactive, your brain's going really fast, your body's going really fast. You have to do something that's opposite. So you want to do stillness. Mm. 
but it's hard for some people to sit still. So there's techniques where it's like you take the palms of your hands and you push them into your eye sockets, not really hard, but just enough. And you lay still and you do deep belly breaths for Mm -hmm. three minutes. And so I found, I had this kid do this and immediately she sits up and she, I go, how do you feel now? And she goes, I'm a little tired. And I was just like, I could not stop laughing. And I was like, she couldn't believe that her body felt now tired. And mm-hmm. I told her, I challenged her to go home and do it before dinner. I said, what's the hardest part of your day when you're at home? She said, sitting at the dinner table. And I said, okay, so you're like, just do this for one week and see what your, your family says. And I said, go in your bedroom, set a timer for three minutes and just do this. And then go sit at the dinner table and see what's different. See what people say and what they notice. And I said, when you're in control of your body, you can change the dynamics of things that are happening around you, how people interact with you, whether like, cause you're getting in trouble at home because you can't sit still, you know? And so at this, she was like, so shocked that it actually worked for her. And so cool. it's just really cool that that's where, like how simple it is. You don't have to sit in long hours of meditation or do long breath work activities. I mean, yes, those help to deepen it, but it can take three minutes for you just to shift mm-hmm. to feel a little bit safer. I got chills hearing that story. I mean, for oh. me, I like, that's just so beautiful because it's, it's, I feel like, especially with ADHD at times, it feels like it's impossible. And oh, yeah. it's like, it's, I'm always like this. I'm always this overactive energy. Like I can't settle down. And for me, I, I got diagnosed with, um, I don't, they always change it. So I don't know, right. but I got diagnosed in high school and I, I believe it was from just a lot of trauma I had. And, um, and I always felt like I was the problem. Like I can't settle down. I, ha- I can't like, and I was always in like a fight or flight and my cortisol levels were always so high. So it's so beautiful to hear that, like these things work. And for me, mm-hmm. I do tapping. So anytime I'm just like over, like oh just feeling panic panicky I get very um my my thing is I get panicky like very like like and so I like do the I do the tapping right here and it has helped extraordinary like it's so and these methods are so open to everyone but not everyone knows that and Uh so it's just like so beautiful like I am seriously so in awe that we get to interview you because I'm like (laughs) what you're doing is absolutely beautiful like absolutely beautiful especially for this generation that's like mm-hmm. up and coming of just yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> it's it's wild to me. I mean I didn't get diagnosed with ADHD until I was 35 yeah. which was last year and I only got diagnosed because my oldest we believe that she also has ADHD um and she I I was getting to this point where I was like I can't like she's not doing anything I'm telling her so I I want to make sure that if she does have it, she's diagnosed. So she doesn't feel like she's just a failure. Like I did my whole life during school. I mm-hmm. want her to be able to have an option to say, yes, I want to tell the school because I'm struggling and we can get her support. Um, but just like so many people are like, why are you happy? You were diagnosed with ADHD. Like why, why is this like, why are you doing this now? And mm-hmm. I said, one, I want to show my kid that there's nothing wrong with the diagnosis. It's just a key for you to know how your unique brain works so that you can then master it because my brain's not the same as everyone else's and my experience is not the same. And so I can't expect my daughter to do exactly what I do and it work for her. I so it's wild. Yeah. I, I worked in the hospital children's hospital for seven years before I started my own practice. 
And I would do all these evaluations and I would have to refer out to psych if there was any like suspicions of ADHD or, or autism. And often I would tell parents like, okay, I'm seeing, you know, red flags or, or signs of this, but I, if, you know, we need to rule it out. Right. And, and if it's a yes, I want you to see this as your like a ticket, a ticket to services. And yeah. just this umbrella it doesn't define your child. It's an umbrella of like the way that certain brains operate. Yeah. And, and it doesn't like mean that they're this specific way. It doesn't mm -hmm. at all. They're still your child, like with their name, yeah. their unique. Well, you know, as you said that something popped up because you said red flags and stuff. And so what I've noticed for myself is changing my language yeah. around what is that, that we're discovering or what is it that our education system mm -hmm. is looking at as a red flag instead of our schools and our parents and the administrations looking at these as red flags. Let's look at these as avenues of growth, avenues mm. of awareness, avenues of success, because yeah. it's not a red flag. It's not something wrong because it's not something that is dangerous. It's something right. that's empowering. Mm -hmm. And so whether your kid has an, a disability of some sort, whether it's mental, emotional, whatever, mm -hmm. you have a key. It is not a dangerous thing. Our society wants us to fit into a box. And right. so the more we fit these kids into these little boxes, they're, they're caged animals. They're going to act mm -hmm. up because you're trying to make them someone they're not. And so we enter into this, like I used to teach and I taught sixth grade and my favorite students were the ones who everyone labeled as bad. Oh, you got that kid. And I was like, heck yeah, I got that kid. Let's see what's going to happen. It's going to be so exciting. Like yes. I gravitated towards them. And it was because I saw that nobody was understanding. No one wanted to understand them. They wanted to control them. Mm. And when I became a mom, I got so challenged because my kids were my, my emotions. And mm. I was watching them and I saw all the wounds in me and instantly that part of me like was ripped out of me. And it was like, oh no, now you have to control them because you're a bad mom if they show up like that in the world. But when I wasn't a mom, I was seeing these kids as treasures and I was seeing these kids as like, mm -hmm. this is not something bad. This is something good. We should embrace it. Yes. And it took me having my girls to actually heal those things in me and to face those things and be like, okay, no, it's not bad that I, I was this way. I wasn't a bad kid. I was just misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have somebody to be like, this is something good. Embrace it. Learn yes. how to be, make it your superpower because not everybody is like you. <laughs> like, yeah. about to say, I like for me, I see it as my superpower. Like yeah. I see it as I'm able to, um, I'm able to take on take on a lot of tasks and excel in them in a way that a lot of other people aren't able to and I've seen yeah. it actually work for me in jobs I've had where it's also learning what jobs I can work at I'm not someone that I can work in a nine-to-five just sitting down at a desk and I've yeah. learned that and it's like okay <laughs> then what am I able to excel at and it's showing me how I there's different tasks that I've been able to take on in like past jobs or I was moved ahead because I made it work for me. And it was, it, I love how you keep saying it's a key because it's kind of like when you're finding out, you're like, okay, for like kind of relating it to if you have a health issue and you're like, okay, what am I allergic to? And finding out what you're allergic to and you're like, okay, dairy, I'm allergic to dairy. Let me stay away from that. 
And so that's how I kind of relate it to is it's just a key to getting to know yourself better and knowing yes. how you operate and knowing what works for you and what doesn't. It's not, it's a superpower. Exactly. And that's where our whole system needs a shift because, mm -hmm. you know, we've had lots of people in my family and my husband's family that like we struggled with like different types of health issues, whether it's from addictions to mental health issues. And the number one thing that I've noticed all of my family avoids talking about and not rallying behind is the mental health. It was, I mean, we talked about it in my family, but it was also kind of shameful. And so when I got depression, it was like, oh shoot, like what's wrong with me? And I hid it from so many people and I didn't get help right away. And when I said this to a friend who, or somebody I know whose person struggled with addiction, I said, that is something that is happening to them. It is something that is an, a disease. It's something that they can't, would you tell it? Think of it like a cancer. They can't, you go into remission and you're like celebrating you're like, yes, this is great. But if that cancer comes back, you're not going to shame that person. Be like, oh, what did you do to bring this cancer back? No, you're going to be like, let's get you help. Let's get on. Let, let's stay on top of it. But we shame people who have addictions or who have mental mm -hmm. health issues or who have anything yes. that's different when it comes to the mind right. and even the body. And we immediately associate that with like shame. You should be so ashamed mm -hmm. of how, how your mind's working. And when we take that stigma out and we look at it, it's like, okay, this is something that happens in my body. Yeah. How do I master it? What tools can I use to help me keep this in remission? Help me to keep me in my highest power. Mm -hmm. That is where our system is failing everybody. Absolutely. It's, it's the biggest failure that we can do. And it's happening on such a wide scale that it's, you know, I've had conversations with people and they're like, well, you know, when it comes to all these things, like you can't just teach breath work and like, then you're sending these kids back into trauma situations. I said, no, it's not about, it doesn't mean that because we're teaching these skills that the trauma is not important to handle and that the life outside of school and outside of that moment of calming your nervous system shouldn't be there that like, we shouldn't be tackling these bigger issues in our world. That's not what I'm saying, but in order for us to shift, whether it comes from mental health issues, racism, anything, it is all about teaching people to become aligned with themselves, to like themselves so that they're not scared to have discussions about differences. They're not scared to have discussions about hate and why they don't like somebody or why they're scared of somebody or why they don't like themselves. And when we are calm in our body, when we can calm our nervous system to think rationally and access parts of our brain that are logical, we can have deeper conversations. We can shift. We can problem solve. And that's a new rule in my house. You're not allowed to solve any problem until you're calm. So go calm yourself. <laughs> and if you come back into the situation and you have an attitude, you're not calm. So go back and then your day's on hold until you're calm. So either you do it, you spend three to 15 minutes and you calm yourself down and you come back and we solve the problem together respectfully. And we come and we share what we're actually feeling because when we realize that somebody is just feeling fear or anger or sadness or worry, or they're just scared of the uncomfortableness of the unknown, we can see them with compassion. We can see them with 
love. Mm-hmm. And I just literally, I posted on my site the other day, a, a movie call or a documentary from, I forgot the person who made it, but I saw it because I follow Malala on Instagram. I love her. She's oh, so she's sweet. Amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a, it's a documentary. It's like 20 minutes and it's called stranger at the gate. And it's about this man who went to war during in Iraq and he comes back and he has this plan of like bombing a mosque and he goes into the mosque to do like, to see what it's like and see like, cause his daughter, you know, he said something about uh, a Muslim and his daughter was like, disgusted by him and so he's like well I gotta see something and he went in and the people there were so welcoming to him and eventually he became a Muslim himself and it was they kept talking about just like love the power of love yes but when we see people and we refuse to connect to them when they're at their worst we refuse to give them love when they're at their worst because it's uncomfortable for us and whether this is about racism or mental health or anything that is when we fail as a world, we fail as a person, we fail as a community. And so often we're just constantly scared and feeling this pressure to solve everything. But if we just solve the connection to ourselves, everything else falls in line. Mm -hmm. And it really truly does. It can be that simple. And our world tries to make everything so difficult well that it is too heavy well they don't they also don't want us to know that we are the creators of our own reality of course so even even (laughs) as children even as children you know that things can shift around us when we are able to uh regulate and come into our own power and i just i oh i have so much to say but (laughs) i just i was in tears because i'm just like so proud of you Paige. I'm Love you. so, so proud sweet. of you. And like it, the visions that you got on our graduation day, like I just saw them so real, so oh, real. So sweet. I feel way different. I was not this person. I was very, even just a year and shifting. Yeah. I started out that program and I was scared shitless of my life. I was scared of who I wanted to be because I was told you know, like I got four very strong-willed girls I'm raising and they scare me every day because I'm like, I was told not to be a girl like that. Cause that is a bad girl. Like you can't speak your mind like that. You can't talk to people right. that way. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm seeing, like, I was just scared to be that mm-hmm. mom for them and be like, yeah, go ahead, get it out. Let's see yeah. where this is going to lead us and let's do it safely and respectfully and get yes. be that powerhouse. And just that, like, always still seeking other people's validations and my work and my ideas and my mm-hmm. journey, um, mm-hmm. that's the biggest shift. And it's just that safety and, like, how simple it can be to find safety in your body. Right. When you're willing to just try something new. Absolutely. And, I, but I also see like you, as you were speaking, like with such power, like authority and like passion about this. Yes. And <laughs> that's a new, that's a new skill. <laughs> oh, my, <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, like, oh my God. Girl, I'm so excited to see um, where you take this because like the world freaking needs you. They do. Yeah. Probably. I'll receive that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just also want to like commend you because it's something I'm I'm still in also in the process of doing it because um 
I come from a very interesting family where I feel like I've told them over and over and they've kind of refused to listen to it. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I'm in the fully in the process of like, kind of being like, okay, is this, is this the final, is this the final time I tell you? And then I kind of like love you from afar, but I just think it's so, so powerful that you, you're like, you know what? I was told these things are bad, but in my heart, my gut, my soul my like my spirit is telling me that these things aren't bad and me like I am like deciding to not listen to what I was told over and over and over again but I'm deciding to listen to my body to listen to myself and like figure out like what is it me like what is like the psychic healings the psych like doing all these different things where it's like you feel it and for me that was so pivotal in my journey because I I kind of like went from I grew up in a very very strict Christian household but I was really I was told all these things but then I was neglected all the time so I was told about what the Bible says and all these things but I was neglected so I was like how does this go together and then from a very young age I got um I would see spirits, I would get like psychic, I would get (laughs) visions, I would get all these things, but I was told those are evil and they're from the devil. So I was like, okay, I can never talk about them because I'm evil and I'm from the devil because I get that. And then I went from then like ignoring all that, becoming an atheist. And then I had just a really not great childhood. And then I kind of came back to being a Christian, but I was like, okay, I know God exists now. I went from like spiritual to a I, kind of spiritual, but not sure if there was a higher power to being like, okay, God does exist. There is a higher power. So does that mean I'm a Christian? What does a Christian look like? And then trying to mimic the Christians around me to realize that it's like, you don't need to label yourself. You don't need to put yourself in a box. You don't, and really realizing that what to label what they were doing or like to mimic what they were doing was like not right in my soul it didn't Mm -hmm. feel right and so then I started to like kind of just like shed all of that and be like I'm doing what feels right I'm going after and that that really led me to where I am now where I feel so free and it's just so like really stepping into who I am and my like intuition and really receiving my visions and all of that and being like I'm not bad I'm not evil like Mm -hmm. it was just designed it was fear-based. It was coming from fearful people from fear and it's not who I am. And it was just projected on me. So it's like from feeling like I really resonated with that part when you were saying that I am like such like kudos to you. It's so beautiful. And then like what you're doing is honestly so amazing. amazing. Well, you know, it's so funny when you were saying that I actually, have had this conversation. I, I just had this realization as I was like learning um, Reiki and like really getting into this. And I started to laugh because I, I think of the Bible and like, I don't follow the Bible. I don't, I don't think I've ever actually followed it. I used to look at it like, why am I listening to the word of a man when we humans make mistakes? Like the translation could be messed up. Like it just doesn't feel right. But I think of the story of Jesus and I think of how many people refused to listen to him, told him he was blasphemous, Mm -hmm. told him all these horrible things about him, but he was doing what God told him to do. He was listening Mm -hmm. to his intuition. He laid his hands on people. He 
he healed them energy healing he is was going and doing things in a different way because he was getting the guidance to do it yeah and he was constantly turned down he was constantly he was killed for it mm-hmm. and not until the they killed him did they realize how much of an impact he was actually and how truthful he was and that is where we mess up as a society where we sit and we constantly have to have a label and we constantly have to have no we have to stay inside these lines or you're wrong god himself has sent his son here to show us that things are can be different it doesn't mean it's bad and it can be done a different way and as the times change things will change and so being open if it makes you a better person if it makes you a, a person who wants to help people and bring more love and joy to the world, how is that bad? Mm-hmm. How is that the devil? Yeah. How is that evil? It's not because God, Jesus was doing it. He was mm-hmm. literally healing people. He was doing things that are not in the Bible. That right. He, like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know? and he knew the text inside and out. And I think that was yeah. so beautiful. Like it was so ironic because so much of what I like I read the Bible cover to cover to cover like multiple times. My Bible was like extra, Ooh, extra way better than I was highlighted. No, because it was like I, <laughs> I needed to freaking like prove like that, you know, I needed to understand like if the God that my teachers, my parents, my like pastors spoke about like this, yeah. ju- like all of this judgment stuff was like real. And was this what was actually in the Bible or was it like being I, I like had this intuition like it was being misconstrued. And yeah. uh, so I needed to see for myself. And yeah. so I like dug deep. I went to Bible college where ironically, again, like I, just like you said, like people can make mistakes in translation. I learned about the um, council of Nicaea where like when Constantine was emperor, mm-hmm. they had this council where they voted on what, by, what books would be kept in, what books would be removed. And it was a council of white, you know, elderly men. Yeah. <laughs> that voted on what books were kept in, what books were removed. I, I read the yeah. removed books, like the Gospel of Thomas, the Gnostic Gospels, and those are like the story of Mary Magdalene and like all of these mm-hmm. other stories that were, you know, coincidentally removed. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about women exactly. empowerment. And also during that council, they changed the word pedophilia to homosexual. So where it says that homosexuality is a sin, it was actually pedophilia. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm a strong believer in if your beliefs are harmful to anybody, it's not a good thing to believe in Mm -hmm. because at the core of every religion, it's it's love and light and bringing peace to people and coming together as a humanity. So how can we look at these? Most of we look at our wars based on like it's all religious or all Mm -hmm. you know it's like you're looking at it and you're just like how does nobody see this and I as I've learned more things and I've stepped out of line and I stepped out of what people told me I should do and believe yeah I was shocked like everything I was taught is wrong the more (laughs) I interacted with different people the more I like explored new avenues I was like everything I was being taught is wrong. Mm-hmm. And how can I trust anybody else now? And so like, I would go through the world and I'd be like, okay, you're not going to trust what anybody ever says until you see it yourself. So you feel it yourself until you experience it mm-hmm. yourself. And until you do keep your judgment 
in line, check it out, look at it, face it. Why are you feeling what you're feeling? And like, as humans, I think that's like the part that we also forget to include in a conversation about all of these things is humans are designed to look at things in black and white judgment almost because it's the way our body keeps us safe. Mm -hmm. And we can't just say, well, oh, that doesn't feel right or that's bad. I have to avoid it now. I have to judge it. I have to put it away. I have to try to stop it. We have to start looking at that as like, okay, this is my body trying to keep me safe. Mm -hmm. I, if it, if it's judgmental of someone else, I have to look at it. I have to be aware of it. I have to be willing to say, yes, I'm feeling some sort of way about Mm -hmm. this. Why? Let me get to the cause of it. It might be, I'm insecure about it, or I'm, I don't know about it enough. And it makes me scared because of what the world's telling me about this situation or about this thing and that is where like it floors my it floors me as a person who I always used to say I'm not as educated as everybody I don't understand the ideas of like law and like what our government actually does and sometimes I like laugh because I'm like I taught I was like I'm not good enough like I can't talk as political as everybody so Mm -hmm. no one's gonna really listen to me but at the end of the day it's actually really simplistic. We use these big words to deter people mm-hmm. from wanting to know more about it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, how are our leaders not seeing these things? How are they not shifting these things? It's because they want to control us. They exactly. want to control the masses and they would like to keep us divided so that at the end of the day, we're Convenient. not rising up and being a community yes. and they get control because we're so focused on other things yeah. that we're actually not empowering ourselves we're not doing these things and we're just remaining to be separate and it's so sad and angry and i'm like yeah yes no totally and it's like that anger i'm not gonna let my 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 lack of uh vocabulary keep me from changing these things for people yeah it's like that no that anger is like sacred and beautiful too it's like yeah. even like as women we're like taught not to be angry that that's not feminine right. oh that's gosh not, you know? Yeah, know it's like such bullshit anyway exactly. happy women's month um right I loved it I loved just everything you just said because I love the strength behind that and that I'm so I'm in El Salvador right now and I am I feel called to be here and I feel called to be here for many, many reasons. One of them to heal. And one of them is to, and part of that healing I really have noticed is to come into myself as being a strong, like I've always known that I'm strong, but using like as my sweet sister calls it my big girl voice and really like advocating for myself because I I I was taught and I saw it I saw it like I saw my mom my adopted mom and she was very just submissive like Mm. she disagreed with a lot of what my father said growing up and would tell me and would tell me how she like kind of felt like she never said trapped but from what she was saying in her actions I was like oh my god it sounds like she's trapped but she would just be like you know what I'm married to him so I need to go along with it because that's what it says in the bible and Mm. being like I F that I don't want to get married and finally coming to the point where now I'm like that happens it happens I mean I'm not like I need to get married but I for the longest time never wanted to because I was like no women are already I thought women were already weak they were already submissive and to even give away their power the little power they had even more hell no and so to hear but hear the strength that you have 
right now and what you were saying was just so like refreshing and beautiful because I'm still healing that past trauma of like feeling like I'm okay I'm not supposed to be angry I'm always supposed to be happy I'm always supposed to be this light little cute little thing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like fuck that no it's so yes. it's so so refreshing that I loved even when you're like, yeah, I'm raising strong women. I was like, yeah. And you know, it's so funny that you say like about your, your stepmom or your adoptive mom. Like I just was laughing internally about that because it's like, I was that woman. Like I got married. I've been with my husband since I was 18 and there in like I we had me and him had had this discussion. I was like, honestly, I think if I was the woman I was now, we probably wouldn't have ended up together <laughs> because Ooh. I had I've had such a change in me. And so like we actually are rebuilding our relationship from the ground up in this new way. And it's very uncomfortable for him because I'm not the girl he married. Like mm-hmm. I'm not that like people pleasing, like keep quiet when things aren't working, let him do what he wants to do. I'm like, that shit doesn't make sense to me this is what we're going to talk about. Here's what I need you to do. You let me know when you're ready. And like, we're just going to like do this. Like can't move forward until this happens. We can't do this until this happens. Mm -hmm. And it's still very uncomfortable. And I still have to calm my body before I do this because immediately I I'm so our brain wants to seek that comfort. Yes. Hearing, you know, like hearing you talk about that, it's something that I was very scared to talk to my kids about and very scared to be like, no, you should go find yourself, go explore the world, go be an independent woman, go try and be as bold as you can and learn your love language, learn how your body works, learn how all of these things do before you go and get married. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that. My, my second daughter, she's always like, I'm never having kids. And she's like, they're too much work. And I said, okay, that's what you want. That's totally fine. It's your decision. You don't have to do anything. Whereas like when I was growing up, it was always like that. I felt like I'm in my head. It was funny because I said, all I wanted to be was a mom. And I knew I was supposed to be a mom because that was my journey to healing. But I also was like, I think I know I want it to be a Ninja Turtle and Batman at some point. (laughs) I know I want it to do something else. I know I want it to be a photographer. And thinking back, I'm like, all I wanted to be was a mom. That's incorrect. No, I had other dreams of like, I was going to be a superhero Ninja Turtle photographer, very creative and flowy. But I never, I never in my head thought that that was what I wanted to do for a career. I thought of it as like, oh, I just like, taking pictures Mm -hmm. and so it was really funny to me as you're talking I'm like laughing because I was like I was that girl and there's been times on my journey where I was like so resentful to my husband because I was like I just gave you my whole life like Mm -hmm. my whole adult life has been yours and I just was like okay I'll raise the kids okay I'll give up my career okay I'll be the boss yeah and he never asked me to do those things which was funny he never once was like, you should stay home. But there was a dynamic that was very like, my body changed, my mind changed. I was the one taking off. I was the one planning. I was the one doing these things. And then I asked him, I said, did you ever think of doing these things? He's like, honestly, no. Because it was, unfortunately, the dynamic that was created in our lives growing up. The mm-hmm. moms did the, that type of work. The men went and they made money. Mm-hmm. And we both had that same idea. And we both came to that conclusion subconsciously without even discussing it with one another, that it just played out that way. And now we've realigned and we've done more work to become a team, but it it was a journey and it, and it's, 
it's funny that like when women allow themselves to stop and be like, okay, I've let myself be in this role, but I don't have to stay in this role and I can still stay with the person that I love, but I could shift it if I, if they're open to do that. And that's where the beauty of like self-awareness is that you are becoming self-aware. The moment you're self-aware, no matter what you add to your life, you're already full. You don't Mm -hmm. need something to fill you in. I tell my kids, they laugh and at all my like metaphors, but I was like, you are the ice cream and the ice cream sundae. If you don't like your ice cream, you're not going to eat the ice cream sundae, no matter how many amazing toppings you throw on top of it. Like it's, mm. you're not going to eat it. You're not going to eat a, a sundae with broccoli ice cream. Yes. You're be like, that shit is nasty. <laughs> no matter how many gummy bears I throw on top and it, or sauce, I'm not going to eat it because at the core, you don't like the ice cream. Mm -hmm. So like your ice cream, pick your flavor, who do you want to be? And know you can switch it at any time. Mm -hmm. And that you don't have to lock in an identity because at the core of who you are, you're always going to remain the same. And Uh, every time people would say like, who are you? And I'm like, shit, who the fuck am I today? I don't know. And I'd be like, no, I do know. I'm a lover. I'm a nurturer. I am a a childlike, innocent person. And I it's so hard for me not to see the world that way because that's just who I am at my core. Mm -hmm. And the more I try to not be her and be like, Oh, I have to be an adult and I have to think of things in this way and that way Mm -hmm. I am unhappy. And I know that many people aren't going to understand that type of person, but at the core, that's who I've always been. And I tried to squash her. And at any time you can switch. And the fact that you're out there and you're just like, uh-uh, I'm going to use my big girl voice today is already <laughs> showing that you're not going to be a trapped woman. You're not going to be a submissive yeah. woman unless yeah. you some become submissive to yourself. Because honestly, at the end of the day, no one's going to control you except you. Yes. And you yeah. can control yourself whether you are submissive or not. You're, you're choosing that path and you have that option to do that. And, and you can switch at any time. And, and you're already, you can already see that you are this confident woman because you've already made this choice to do these things and to go boldly and like, I'm going and like, <laughs> you've already broken that. You've already broken out of that. Yeah. I, no, I, actually, I actually feel called to part like, um, so one of the first weeks I came here, um, I thought, hey, sorry, I'm with two dogs right now. <laughs> um, the first weeks I came here. I actually, um, I, I've just like really created some family down here and, um, I was like, uh, (laughs) they're very loving, but sometimes, um, just a lot. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's kids too. Don't worry. Get it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, (laughs) um, I was told I, he, this guy comes up to me and, we start talking and he he's now like just so sweet to me. He's really made sure that like I've met everyone here. It's a really small town. I'm at I'm in um I'm on the coast of El Salvador and it's a really small beach town. And he he's like grew up here and he introduced me to everyone. So he's really made me feel at home and him and his wife are just so sweet. But he was like, you know, there's something different about you. He's like, when I saw your energy, he's like, you hold this very queen energy about you. And he's like, I want you to be around my wife more because he's like, there's a lot of women here. And it's I don't I'm I'm kind of learning it's kind of the culture. It's kind of just, there's a lot of history here. There's just a lot of there's a lot of dynamic that goes into it. But a lot of the women here are so submissive, or so just like, like, Mm -hmm. just 
just not I and I'm I come in and I feel like okay I I it it has really helped me know that like deal with the like the fear of I am too much and really like squash that fear because at first it was like it came up again I was like I feel a little too much for this like town because I am not I'm not quiet I am not like submissive there's times where I don't always use my big girl voice but I'm like I'm like hello I am here and so it was just like I felt so called from getting um from him saying that to be here too and to like help my healing and help my growth in really stepping into who I am as a strong woman Mm -hmm. and also like not have that be such a like I feel like in our society it's kind of a a strong woman's like oh like it doesn't, it's not looked upon fondly all the time. And to really also help heal the women that are here and kind of to be an example, because it's like, I see a lot of times there's a lot of meek women here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it's funny that you say about like the strength, because I struggled with that. Like growing up, if you talk to people in high, like that knew me in high school, they're like, oh, she was a bitch. Because I went from a kid who was squashed I wasn't heard and so I was bullied a lot then I went to high school and I was like there's no fucking way that's happening again and I became this like strong I was very vocal I talked back to teachers I was like in your face with everything because I thought that that was a powerful woman Mm. and then I went back into the submissive role because I didn't feel worthy enough because I knew I didn't want to be that girl anymore because I was like she was so angry she was so mean so then I went back into this quiet mode where I was like okay to be strong you just got to like power through things and then now I'm like okay no I can be very quiet Mm. but I can still be a powerhouse and I think our society thinks like when they think of women stepping into their power they have to be these like abrasive women and I know so many women who are very abrasive in their approach to things but you don't have to be abrasive and vulgar to be powerful because we're looking at men as like they're powerful and they're abrasive and they can say whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. they want and not have anybody be like, Oh, are you on your period today? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and like, that is our image of power, but power is being able to stand in the shit show and remain solid and remain in like, this is my decision. I don't have to shove it down your throat. You don't have to like it, but this is what I'm doing. And that's the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And that is power. That is beauty because you don't have to control anybody. Get and also, way. yeah, I'm learning. I'm also learning that it's like with, yeah, you don't need to be that like abrasive women. I'm learning that there's so much beauty and you still can be so sweet and so kind and tender mm-hmm. and like kind of having this like divine feminine energy, but still be strong. And in mm-hmm. that be strong, you don't have to be this like mega like like you know I'm like (laughs) I like being cute I like being precious you can be precious and you can be strong and I'm learning that so much right here and I'm learning it because I know that I'm called to do something with that because I feel like whatever we heal whatever our wounds are we're also called to use those to help others and so it's like that's why I'm super open with my story is because like we were talking earlier, I never want anyone to feel shame and mm-hmm. having depression, having like mental like illness or whatever. I don't want anyone to feel shame about that. So I'm very open. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, am I a little too open? But I'm like, oh, I'm too. so open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I think when you've no struggled shame. with something like that, you 
you don't want to hide them anymore because you see that, you know, there are so many more people like that Mm -hmm. and you know what they're going through and you don't want them to be ashamed because you felt that shame. You felt that, that aloneness. And so being open is like that door to like, you're not alone. Like literally you're not alone. Yeah. It does get better. Mm -hmm. One other thing that's been like coming up as you guys have been talking to, and I like see this for you both, like Paige, like that you have become a new person within the context of your relationship and learned how to free yourself while still being in partnership and not giving up on that. Like that's fucking remarkable. And then Annie too, how you have been like, okay, no, I do not want partnership because I saw it as a trap. And now being able to be like, okay, I let that belief go knowing that there's an alternative where pure love whether that's friendship, you know, like we see in each other, sisterhood, like you can be a new you every day. And I have plenty of space for that. Like, you don't have to be the you that I knew yesterday. You know, I like pure love holds no expectations of sameness, (laughs) you know, like you're allowed to change. You're allowed to shed your skin. You're allowed to be every bit of who you are. And we, that's all we want, you know, like that, I'm entering into a marriage like that I'm so excited about knowing that we are going to change so much over the course of our lives and like that I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. I like don't expect him to be the same person that he is today ever. Like I'm so here for the evolution and and like giving like like it's like just the sacred like trust and and love of um the purest love is giving that freedom to, yeah. to your person, whether that's again, in partnership, family, you know, parent mm-hmm. to child, like sister to sister. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know a lot of people who too are like, I'm this independent woman. I don't need no man. But when I look and when I hear people say those things, I also hear that's that that's a wound. And so when I say to people, like you have to just love yourself because mm-hmm. when you just love yourself, you don't have those ideas of like, I don't need a man. You can say, I'm choosing not to have a man mm-hmm. because at the core, you're, you're already full. But when you set up that wall, you are setting it up from a wound. You're not setting it up mm. from a powerful stance. You're setting yes. it up from, I, this is what I think is powerful. And then you immediately close this part of you. So yes. you're not whole at the end of the day. Again, you're not whole because you're choosing to, to put up that wall. It doesn't mean that every woman has to get married. That's bullshit no one has to get married Mm -hmm. you know like you get to choose and that's the beauty of it but at the end of the day if you come into a situation and and you're saying those things where you're like I don't need nothing I don't need this I don't need that and you have that aggression immediately you're already showing the world that you're not whole Mm. that there's a piece of you that's that's not whole because Mm -hmm. you have this lack mentality of like well I don't I'm not going to do this thing because I don't want to and so it's the total opposite of being a submissive woman it's being like way in the the other side and it's again just finding that path that's you that's Mm. gentle that's loving that's just like about you and Mm. knowing that you can change it all the time just bring yourself back into alignment and safety and and taking that idea of like okay I, I hear a lot of people be like oh I'm not spiritual I'm not this take it out because at the end of the day, you are a person, you have a spirit, whether you believe it or not, you have something else inside of you that's going your mm-hmm. heart, your energy, your whatever you have that. And at the end of the day, if you, well, I think of spirituality as like 
coming home to you. Yes. It's coming home yes. to you. So you don't have to think of a God. You don't have to think of angels. Nothing. It's just, are you home in yourself? If not, mm. you're not a whole person because you're out in the world somewhere else. Your mind's everywhere else instead of in your safety, in your home. Mm. Yeah. I want to add to that. Um, I've been drawing this picture like that they're, my guides have been giving me. Um, it's perfect that you said like that put up a wall when you had that belief, like, I don't need no man. Like that's a wall that you built up. Mm-hmm. There's this beautiful, um, imagery in the power or sorry, not in the power of now in, um, the untethered soul where he talks about like, again, my favorite book, if <laughs> I've probably said it a hundred <laughs> times on this podcast, like if you read one book, life, please freaking read this book. Anyway. So, um, he gives this imagery of like every time you have like a fear belief, like a fear or a belief, it does like, it's like brick by brick creating these walls around you. Mm-hmm. And that like, there's this, there's tons of light. You're in this big open field. And yet like you're building this wall of safety around you, these, this house of safety with no windows. And so you're like building it stronger and stronger brick by brick, like reinforcing it with all of these beliefs and judgments. And yet when you, in fears and like when you walk, towards them when you walk towards your walls and you're willing to look at them and see what each brick holds what each um belief and judgment is that as it comes up and like being willing to look at it love it and take it down like Mm -hmm. that's when you let the light in that's when you uncover the truest you that's when you find that you come home to yourself and you let the light in and like things freaking start to change um, and you said, it's so funny when you're saying that I just keep getting this image of like so many people don't want the society to box them in, right? but, right. but they're box- boxing themselves. Yes. In. <laughs> like you're, yes. in, you're doing it to yourself at the end of the day, you are the one putting yourself in mm. the boxes. So it's so crazy <laughs> to me. Right. It's like, well, it's like, you know, uh, we receive these beliefs from society, from our parents, we receive them. And then yet there is an agreement. We agree because yeah. we're young. We agree because we think it's what's going to keep us safe. So we agree. Yeah. And then we adopt it as our own and that becomes the walls of our house. Yeah. And, um, and then it's like, as an adult, like our, our spiritual awakening, our spiritual like journey is to break down those walls and be willing to let those walls collapse, let our world collapse. Sometimes the spiritual awakening will happen because yeah. our world collapses around us and we're like, exactly. what is left, you know? Yeah. And so we need to find ourselves, um, through that I think that's so yeah freaking beautiful because it, it it's not easy again like coming back to bravery this is not <laughs> you signed up for this earth school you're obviously a badass yeah. you know yeah <laughs> like, and you know that's like my, my whole journey too is like I'm I like to find the easiest way to do something yeah. and I'm like how can I make this easier for myself? Like, how can I just like, if I, there was a book in high school, I was like, how do I not read this whole book? Okay. Like, how can I get, you know, like, how can I do this faster? And that's been neurofitness. Like it's been calming your nervous system. And it literally takes three to 15 minutes and you're doing the same thing as meditating because Mm -hmm. you're bringing calmness inside and you can take it anywhere. You don't have to be spiritual to calm your nervous system Yeah, and just come back home. And that's, Mm, I love that, dude. Oh, that's so good, Paige. It's so good. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah. If if I can circle way back, um, yeah. there's one other thing that I want to bring up that I think you'll find really fascinating. 
So um, when I was working in the hospital, so we were talking about labels earlier, right? Like yeah. ADHD and, and autism and, and mental illness, like all of these labels yeah. that are so scary in our society. And I did this kind of deep dive when I was working in the hospital because I started to see some things as I was having my spiritual awakening as well. I was like, there's nothing like wrong with these kids. There's something profound about these children. Mm -hmm. There is something profound that I see that, that like society and even their parents like don't see yet. Mm -hmm. And like, for example, I had this one kid, I'll never forget him. He was four and he clearly had like severe autism, right? Like as, as the label, as he walked in, like had, you know, the classic characteristics and he had this, you know, nonverbal, had this Woody doll, and he only like said like the lines of the Woody doll, which is like kind of funny, right? And um, and he had this Woody doll that he carried with him everywhere. And so I'm assessing him, assessing his language, and assessing his play and his social skills, and I give him a box of crayons. There's like 62 crayons, whatever, a lot of crayons. <laughs> and a piece of paper, and I put them on the table, and I'm like, okay, like let's give him some options and see what he wants to play with. He takes the crayons and the paper dumps out all the crayons I was like okay cool fun <laughs> dumps them all out and starts arranging them in geometry in this like mega star on the paper and I'm like okay <laughs> yeah I'm just like dang like like just so outside the box but I'm like this child is like fresh off the boat as a star seed, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. this child is a gift to this world and it's like already like trying to show his parents, trying to show the world a new way of being, a new way of thinking. And so I just like see, I started uh, doing a lot of research on like star seeds, like indigo crystal children and um, rainbow children and, and those types of, um, that type of research and it was just really fascinating like basically like highly sensitive children that tend to fall under these labels are here to awaken the planet and are come here with like higher encoded dna like literally higher vibrational beings that are so intuitive and so in touch and like again fresh off the boat like from you know their their soul or origins so earth is a little harder for <laughs> these well, one as you're saying that um, i i keep thinking i bet you if they did a study on people who have addictions depression majority of them would yes. be highly sensitive humans. oh yeah absolutely and starseeds and indigo and all like all of these intuitive people because you're feeling things on such a deeper level i never actually mm -hmm. i thought everybody felt how i felt like i would tell right. my husband like sometimes laughing hurts me physically. Like I need to get out of a room because I'm laughing so hard that it's hurting my body. Like, I feel like I need to rip my skin off and be mm -hmm. like, oh, I gotta get out of this body. Yeah. Like it's hurting my soul. Like, yeah. stop. like because I feel things so deeply. Yes. I like cry at the drop of a hat. I watch anything. I hear a yes. song. I'm start crying. And like, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, you don't feel that like mm -hmm. oh, so much and they're like no you're nuts and I'm like I know but it's because but you're not. I I'm not and it's embracing that and it's so yeah. it's just amazing that like you had brought that up because we're this is why these children are having these behavior problems because they know in their heart that they are not supposed to fit in that box yes exactly and we keep expecting them I see so many parents like seeing their kids do something different 
put their shoes on the wrong feet, wear mismatched clothes, not, you know, like, and you're in your head as like the mom in me, I'm like, yes, you want your kids to reflect that you're doing a good job. Like my daughter, oh. my second one, she goes to school and her hair is not brushed. And I go, oh, God, okay, just breathe. <laughs> okay, her hair, she looks like a rat nest. Okay. And she turns to me and she goes, I know, I didn't brush my hair. It's just hair. And she like gets out the car and I'm like, oh, God, I know it's just hair. But, and I was like, and I had a talk with her. I said, you know, I love you and I love you. You can show up how you want it in the world. The reason why I keep telling you to brush your hair because it's reflecting to the world that you don't care enough to take care of your body and to, to, to take the time to brush your hair or to brush your teeth or to, you know, like, or to change your shirt when there's a stain on it, it you're reflecting to a world that doesn't think like you, that you don't care. So that's mm-hmm. why people will show up and treat you the way that you are being mm-hmm. treated. And she goes, mm-hmm. mom, if they treat me like that, then they don't belong in my life. And I was Aww. like, <laughs> dang it man I was like all right I was like yes you're right you're absolutely right but it's also you she struggles with kids bullying her and I said when you don't feel good in yourself I know this because there would be days when I wouldn't shower I wouldn't put on any real clothes because I didn't feel worthy enough to go buy myself those clothes mm-hmm. and there's a piece of you that I know because you say to me all the time I'm not big enough I'm not good enough I'm not this so the more you find out how to love who you are and the way you show up in the world the more people are going to reflect that to you and the ones that don't are the ones that you just like ah see you later mm-hmm. get out like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I said and, and I don't care if you want if that's how if you want to take your hair and you want to tease it and it's big and beautiful <laughs> go do it but that shows that you took the time to create your hair how you want it to look mm-hmm. how you want it to be in the world it doesn't matter you know and she's just she I I always tell her Mike Madison my oldest I'm like you she's my in your face, strong girl. Like I know, like she's meant to do some big things. And I look at Emma and I said, you're meant to bring love here. You're mm-hmm. meant to bring people's awareness to like the things that actually matter. Madison's going to shake the world up in a very big way. And you're going to bring that peer and follow right behind her. Just like, okay, now she's shaking up. I'm just going to fuse love here. And <laughs> she's just her own person. And she just like, I keep telling her, I said, you don't have to ask for my validation because she'll say to me, she'll create little pictures of herself in like these like drawings. And she's like, okay, that's Madison. And she's like dressed all nice and cute. And then she's like, she's like short hair, black, dressed in all these like crazy things. And she's like, and that's me. What do you think of that? And I said, well, that's not the question. That's not the question to ask. And she goes, what? And I go, the question to ask is, what do you, you think about that? And she's like, well, I like it. And I said, then I like it because it's you (laughs) that's you I like it Mm -hmm. and we keep and I I think she keeps trying to see like okay is mom gonna accept this is mom gonna accept and and I'm like yes I'm gonna accept you exactly how you are as long as you're a good person you're not being an a-hole to people like you can show up however you can love whoever you want you can show up how you want like and is there gonna be times I'm like can you please just dress a little nicer we're going to a funeral like there's gonna (laughs) be times that I'm gonna try to encourage you to maybe just like you know, you're going to a funeral. You don't want the whole tension to be like drawn to like, what the heck is happening over mm-hmm. here? You're not going to come with all bells and whistles. There's times that, that we sometimes mm. have to be like, yeah, step back just a minute. And she was like, well, why? I was like, oh, dang it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to sit with that. I don't know why. Let me think about this. I'm just doing oh, the best I can. Gosh. But it's just, 
they are the reasons why I had them. Like there was times when I would be like, oh, why did I become a mom? And I'm like, this is why, because they're meant to shake me up. Mm-hmm. They're meant to make me open my eyes at the end of the day. Like, And the whole world page, like Justin and I were just saying at breakfast this morning, like, you know, we don't feel called to have our own human children, but when our like awakened friends start having babies, we're like, hell yeah, like we need yeah. you. Like the world needs you. Thank God. Like, <laughs> we'll support you. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think I, there's just like kids, having kids doesn't mean you have to have your own kids. Like mm-hmm. having kids means to me, it's like being an example for kids because whether or not you want to have kids, kids are going to be seeing you. Mm-hmm. they're gonna you're you're influencing them whether you have them or not yes and it's your responsibility to show up in the world's best self and yeah. be the guide for them because they're learning from all the humans they interact with all day long and it doesn't you don't have to have kids to be influential and not kids. just that page like I was just just now as you were describing like the way that you speak to your daughters like I was receiving my own like mother healing from that I'm like I'm gonna talk to myself like Paige <laughs> talks to her kids you know like I don't was, get me wrong I don't always do that I, there I tell them all the time like, I'm a human I'm going to be I'm going, and that's why I keep trying to like portray online too is like yes I am I'm becoming more mindful in my parenting but I'm not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm going like, it's inevitable that we are going to wound our children in some way because Mm -hmm. it's their journey of like, and I always tell them at the end of the day, I come back to them and I'm like, okay, I want you to picture me as a little kid. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, sometimes they're like, God, mom, just shut up. Like, I don't want, (laughs) I don't want this right now. Like, do you just punish me or something? (laughs) And I'm just like, you know, the inner child in me is like, see, you messed up again. You're not a good mom because your kid didn't put their shoes in the, in the bench be- when they walked in the house because they just like, and I just keep reminding them, like, we all have this little tiny person in us that we are all projecting into the world. And we're trying to like hide like that. We're actually just all little kids who have been wounded <laughs> and mm-hmm. we all make mistakes. So if you just see me and love me, when I'm at my worst, I can see you and I can love you at your worst. <laughs> and we can yes. just live happy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, mom, you're so nuts. <laughs> I, I was that. like, one day you'll like it. One mm-hmm. day you'll like it. But for now, just deal with my craziness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I know. I'm just like, God, there's, I'm so excited for people to hear this episode because there's so much. There's mm-hmm. every part of this episode. There's so much. Um, I know. I know. And I mean, for me, I it's interesting, especially this year, I've been really, I've had weird thoughts come into my head where I'm like what is going on so I went from never wanting kids ever like we I would play house with my friends and I would be the dog and (laughs) like I would have I dolls have always freaked me out I played with like my brothers hand-me-down ninja turtles and if I did have like a Barbie doll I would like they were never my child they were nothing like that and so my Barbies were always having sex I love that. I had mermaid Polly Pockets and I had very sexual Barbies. That's awesome. I love it. Anyway, sorry, Annie. Continue. Oh, no, you're fine. And so for me, it was just not, it's every, everyone that has known me for a while has known I've never wanted kids. And it wasn't up until, especially, I would say, kind of the last, uh, last year, the end of last year 
where I kept getting these random things where I would see something and be like, I want a kid. I mean, I do, I don't want a kid right now, but I, <laughs> in life, I want a kid. And I was like, oh my God, holy fuck. I think I'm called to be a mom one day. And it's been something so scary, and but it's been also something so powerful. And it has really helped me step into this journey of becoming a strong woman. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I do not see kids in the near future. I don't know when it will happen. I don't know what it'll look like. But I do feel called to be a mother one day. And it's been, it's really interesting because even yesterday, like randomly yesterday, I saw something and I was like, wow, I can't wait to be a mom one day. And I like, and then hearing you talk about how you like you talk to your kids, I was just the another thought came up being like, I can't wait to be an intentional parent. And I'm just like, what is going on? But it was it's part of my healing. And I know it's also encouraging me now to keep healing and to keep to keep really transforming my life. Like I, I feel like every year I'm like, how much more can my life like get shaken up and mm-hmm. this year it's it's I'm like wow I didn't like we're shaking it up some more like and yeah. so it's just so um yeah I think it's it's just so beautiful to hear your how you parent and I oh, think yeah it's really encouraging so yeah yes. parenthood is it's a journey and I just like I feel like all these new parents that are going to be coming into this world they're all getting that center they're, they're not just like starting a family because it's the next thing to do they're being intentional and like growing themselves and doing these things before they bring a child into the world whereas I did it backwards I brought the children into the world and then I was like oh, okay now I want to become someone else but I have these kids and it made it a bit trickier but I mean you're going to be such a great mom and knowing too I just like have feel like I have to say this like no matter what is like, as long as you are solid within yourself, you are going to transition. There's Mm -hmm. so many different levels of parenting that like, you're going to get shaken up. There's going to be things that are going to shake up in your world through parenthood. But the fact that you are solid in you, you will always know how to navigate it. If you trust yourself and you just align to you. And that's at the end of the day is like, I think so many people are scared to be parents because they don't want to mess their kids up. But then if we look at it as like, I'm not messing them up, I'm helping them on their journey because Mm -hmm. they chose you as their parent. And then you are the reason why they're going to become the person that they're going to be. And and it's going to happen whether we want it to or not, but you're going to be such a great mom. You can see it already if you choose that. Yeah. You're just so sweet and gentle. You can just feel it. Yeah. She is. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. <laughs> Can't wait to be auntie. Uh, I love it. Okay. And then I will have already gone through everything. So feel free to call me and be like, how oh, the hell yeah. do I navigate this shit? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So hear my little ones coming. I know. I know. So I know. I'm going like, to have to get going. School pickup is coming too. So. Yep, I know. <laughs> Thank you, Paige, for your time. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness, oh, of course, this is amazing. So amazing. But I really want to have you back on for a part yeah. two because um, I feel like we really all need to unpack a lot about like being more in the body and then yeah, um, how to that. trust your intuition and like. Energy. Yes, I love yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, so I'm we'll, all for it. We'll have you back for a part two because I'm like, there's so much more. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm even feeling that too. I'm like, oh, there's so much more we need. Yeah. I can feel that too. I know I was like, my husband laughs because I'm like, 
my, my job is, I don't know, like a time constraint. I'm like, how much can I fit in before school pick up? And like, <laughs> yeah. so that's been yeah. a little rough, but it's, it's so good. And the fact that like, there's containers like this, where we can come together as women mm-hmm. too. And I think the coming together of women is like the biggest impact on me. I mean, I avoided women for so long. So like having women like you who are strong, who are powerful, but just so loving and welcoming. I think we as women need to take note of you and really be like, this is how we build community in women because we are actually holding each other down when we don't show up like you guys. Mm. And so I think that's such a beautiful space that you've created here together. And I'm so honored that you brought me into it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Paige. Yeah, today, especially of all days, like we are just right. like freaking floored at how <laughs> cool this is and yeah. what an honor like that we have been able to bring this to life and yeah. um and hold this space because every freaking episode is is so magical and and so special um which well, is you like, guys are doing amazing and don't stop please yes okay <laughs> you're, all right give me, it. <laughs> yes give me two quick minutes and I will let you go okay oh so, my gosh of course <laughs> okay so quickly first where can we find you what are your handles your website okay I'm pretty simple um so all my handles are me journeys mm-hmm. um you I do have my own podcast it's a little like not as aesthetically pleasing to the ear as this one, but it, it gets to the point. Um, it's called the me journeys podcast. Mm. You can just like right. type up page trip and my podcast will come up. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my handle for Instagram does have periods in it. So it's M period E period underscore, like the line on the bottom and then mm-hmm. journeys. Um, and my website, I always forget my website name, but if you go to my Instagram, you can just click my link train. It will send you Excellent. Right there. <laughs> good 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 okay are there any offers that you want to tell us about um right yeah now? I'm actually doing um a mom's group oh. and it's supposed to start the 20th I've been having this idea of like maybe I'm just going to do like a workshop to launch it on the 20th because I'm just feeling that I'm feeling April better so I'm like okay. we'll do something on the 20th but it's going to be a six-week container nice. it's a beta round so it's I'm was like $222 keeps jumping out at me. So I'm yeah. like, that's what it's, it's really cheap for six weeks. And yeah, uh, <laughs> moms don't like yeah. to spend on themselves. So the first one I might as well just be like, let's just make this juicy for you mm-hmm. because I just enjoy it. And it's so fun for me. Um, and I have, that's already open for enrollment right now. And that's uh, I'm accepting the 20th like 10, of March. Yes. I'm, okay. I'm 10 to 15 women. Okay. I feel like is my max. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I want to be able to give people as much right. attention as possible. Yeah. And then I do offer two months and four months coaching Perfect. where we first come together and we just kind of discuss your own personal needs. I get to know like your nervous system. And then we tackle like what you're open to. Do you want Reiki? Mm-hmm. Do you want just coaching? Do you want yoga? Do you want meditation and breath work? Like it's tailored to you. So it's kind of hard to market when I say what I'm offering. So people are like, what do you offer? I'm like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me pull out yes. my toolkit. Yes. Um, and that's, that's the whole thing that I do. It's like mindful empowerment journeys is about you finding your power, you finding what works for you and you stepping into your power as Perfect. 
whoever it is you want to be. Um, so that is yeah. my offer. So Excellent. They're, they're no. books. The Big Bang was a oh, book. Shoot. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. they go through their bookshelf. They read books. And when they're done, they just throw it out of their oh. bed. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not like fighting or anything. Okay, they just read books. All right. Good. <laughs> Good. Oh, Paige. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. Annie, do you want to ask your question? Oh, okay. My, my favorite question is, is there any like favorite affirmations that you have or a current affirmation right now for this season of life that you and that you keep going back to? I love that. Um, so affirmations for me were always something that I like slept on and I didn't really like do so one it's not an affirmation per se it's more of a question I usually go and I put my hand on my heart and I close my eyes I'm like okay why am I doing this Mm. or Mm. why do I feel this and what do I need and that's just kind of what I do um especially like in my parenting I'll ask why am I asking why do I want them to do this Mm -hmm. and so just kind of going back to my why if I don't know why I'm doing it then I have to stop and uh, reassess yeah that's my affirmation that's (laughs) powerful girl yeah I just wrote that down amazing yeah heck yeah okay awesome that question good thank you Paige yes yeah of course I know so nice meeting you and always good seeing you Kim I love being in this container I appreciate you guys for having me (laughs) yes okay and just quick quick wrap up um to our beloved listeners, thank you for being on this magical, magical, magical episode with us. If you made it to the end, phenomenal. And I hope you got so much benefit from it. And if you could give us a follow on Instagram, if you could share this episode, of course, we're on Spotify. You could share it with a friend that you think would benefit. That would be so, so helpful. And if you or someone that you know would like to be on our podcast and share your awakening story, please reach out to me for simplicity, kim.ocean with two N's on Instagram. A DM would be fantastic. And you can send me, send us on Awakening 101 podcast at Instagram. If there's any topics that you want us to dive into, especially. And we just love you. So glad that you're here and on this planet with us and on this awakening journey and page. Oh my Lord, that was so magical. We can't <laughs> wait for part two. Thank Definitely. you for your time. Thank you oh, for being here. Thank you for just existing. I love you. Oh, I love you guys too. <laughs> okay, go get your babies. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>